Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old pal, Spearsy. And Brad in LA. And today we do a double take and look at a handful of songs with the same titles by different bands. It's part three in our series, The Song Title Remains the Same. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. This episode of Stuck in the 80s is sponsored by The 80s Cruise. Join Spearsy and me along with MTV VJs Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, and downtown Julie Brown in March 2023 for a week-long trip. That's one week. On board the Royal Caribbean Navigator of the Seas. Performers will include Devo, Brett Michaels, Kim Wilde, The Church, Howard Jones, Living Color, John Parr, Morris Day in the Time, The Smithereens, Vixen, Cutting Crew, Midyear, Autograph, Tone Loke, and more first-time guests can get two hundred dollars in cabin credit two hundred dollars just by using the promo code stuck when booking s-t-u-c-k as in i wish i could be stuck on the 80s cruise with the stuck in the 80s podcasters because they are stuck in my favorite decade just go to www.the80scruise.com for more information do it now you'll regret it if you don't f-o-m-o is a thing <laughs> it sounds like did something change in your pitch? Um, there's some differences there. Primarily, Nina Blackwood is missing. Oh, that's right. She just announced that she's not able to make it. Um, but instead, we get downtown Julie Brown with us instead. I'm happy that she'll be joining the cruise. I know of downtown Julie Brown. I don't think I ever saw much of her on the MTV. Late 80s. Early Does that make me 90s? a bad person? Yeah. I mean... Would she have a catchphrase, I feel like? Wubba, wubba, wubba. What does wubba, wubba, wubba mean, guys? It just means party and have a good time. Wubba, wubba, whatever. Just introduce the bands. We'll have a good time. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh, gosh. Now I'm gonna, Now we're going to interview her, aren't we? And I'm going to have to be Oh, nice. geez. I hadn't even thought about that. Because, I, you know, normally we put a request in to interview somebody on the ship, and we haven't done that this year because I've interviewed so many of them already. I mean, I think uh, Alan and Mark have restraining orders against us. Mainly Alan. Mark's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I love Mark. Uh, anyways, so we're back with a series that we haven't done in three years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, here's the thing. I didn't remember we'd done any of them. We did, did two back-to-back in 2019. Yeah. But it was almost three years ago today. It was, it was November 2019. And the idea was we were we kept coming across these songs that had the same title, completely different song, completely different bands that performed them, but same same song title. So so part one of the series was episode five twenty seven, and we talked about Never Surrender, Gloria, and Jump. Woot woot. And then part two was a strictly <clears throat> everyone had a can- Canadian angle to it. That was episode five twenty eight. I had my girl. No more words and just between you and me. And then we just, it, it just went to sleep. It went into a slumber, there's, this idea. There's a lot of, uh, if we go back. There are a lot of ideas. We do one and they're like, oh, we should do some more of those. Oh, wait, something shiny. Oh, oh, and uh, pizza. Mm, I like pizza. <laughs> well, we did the one uh, instrumentals of the 80s. I'm ready to get back to that. But yeah. I feel like that inspired so much anger that I want to do that at some point when we have a lot of you know stock and trade so we can absorb the hatred and move on. It took a lot more research than, than these days we seem to have time to do. Yeah, we had to talk about, oh, it's a blues riff and B. We couldn't really talk about <laughs> the lyrics because there yeah. aren't any. Lyrics, dude. Quote them some lyrics. Yeah, everyone loves it when you quote lyrics. We're going to do that all day today. <laughs> 
We oh. are actually, we are actually, and I don't know why I, I, I was re-listening to these songs and I was struck by the fact that so many of them have the same theme. Hmm. There's this, the, the theme of this week's show is time is passing by. Um, let's, let's zero in on all our regrets. What you going to do about it there, son? Which in a way is kind of the theme of the podcast in general. Yeah, there's something to that, Stephen Q. Spearsy. Um, do you want to do you want to jump into this first one? I will yeah. say that this this first song I heard this on the radio and it reminded me of the series, which I didn't realize we had actually done episodes of, but I knew we'd talked about the idea at least. Yeah, uh, you might remember this tune by Go West. Close Our Eyes, uh, released in 85. It was a single from their debut album, which was called what, Brad? Um, Westward Ho, and it featured a picture of, uh, never mind. John Candy and a... No, well, that's uh, Eastward Ho. <laughs> anyway, uh, Go West is basically Peter Cox and Richard Drummy. Uh, they wrote this song. It spent 14 weeks uh, on the UK single start. They were always big in the UK. I, Speaking of the cruise, I, I'd kill if they would get these guys on the cruise. That could be pretty fun. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, but but this song in particular peaked at number five in April 85. Um, I mean, if they play that, I don't care what stage it's on by the pool, whatever, and King of Wishful Thinking, the place is going to be going bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I know they still tour. Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a happy, peppy song. But when you when you slow it down and you read the lyrics, mm. I, I love the verse. Uh, no show Wednesday girl waits with the wine. She knows just what to say while no one listens. You can almost hear time slipping away. Mm, much as it is right <laughs> now while you listen to us. In case you're wondering what uh, whether song was topping the chart at that time, that's when um, Easy Lover by Philip Bailey and Phil Collins was the chart topper. Mm. Gee, why don't they get Phil Collins for the cruise, Steve? And Duran Duran. I don't know if you could even get how would you even you'd have to use one of those like Stevedore cranes to get Phil Collins aboard the ship at this point. That, that would be Instagram worthy. I would say I would say that's okay. Yeah. Uh you probably love this song so much because of the music video. I do like the music video. Directed by Godly and Cream. It's uh it's it's a godly and cream video. Yeah. Lots of wood, you know. I want more wooden mannequins. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Clear hey. out every warehouse in this town if you have to. Get me more mannequins. Can, can anyone know where I can find a three-foot-long pipe wrench? Go ask the aha guys. I hear they were working with one for that video of theirs. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, the band itself, Go Go West, got the Brit Award in 86 for the uh, British Breakthrough Act Award. Mm. They would follow it up with tunes like Call Me, Faithful, King of Wishful Thinking, which I, I, always, associate, I always associate that with the uh, Pretty Woman soundtrack. I think I've so. seen that movie exactly once, so I don't have a strong pairing there. I'm surprised as a married man that you've been married for so long and you've only seen that movie once. I don't. I'll, I'll bring that up in the next committee meeting, but it has never been mentioned as a gee. I really like that movie. Is kind she of does, movie. does the long suffering wife that not like rom coms? Oh no, rom coms are fine, but I'm not sure that we're really necessarily in the prostitute with a heart of gold territory anymore. Although I do really like Richard Gere's car in that. I hear it corners like it's on rails. Yeah. Anyway, go west. They're still together today. They just released a remastered version of that debut album. Um, and they still occasionally tour. Their website is at www.gowest.org.uk, which is very friendly. Just just oh. Google Go West official website. Google it, Steve. <laughs> While you're at it, uh, Google this song. Uh, here's the exact same song title, completely different song by Only Go Boy Go. Close our eyes. Close our eyes. 
you remember this one, right? Oh, man. I, I got to tell you, I think this is grown-up Brad's favorite Oingo Boingo song. Yeah. It's not college Brad's favorite Oingo Boingo song. Even though it came out in college. No, I know. But, you know, some things you have to grow into, like, uh, you know, your jockstrap, Steve. I, I remember when this album came out. I loved it right off the bat. I, I mean, I, I was full in on Oingo Boingo in those days. The, the album is called Boy Go. <laughs> And this was the time when they actually changed their name to just Boingo, which, which, why they did, I have no idea. It's all good questions, sir. But th- I mean, this is a solid album, top to bottom. Bottom, Elevator Man, oh, mm. Home Again, uh, Not My the, Slave. Not My Slave is probably the one that most, most people know. I would think. Uh, we close our eyes. That was a popular song to cover. Susanna Hoffs did a version of it. Um, Ninja Sex Party. Did a version well, of it. You, I, I do the Ninja Sex Party version every Thursday night, baby. There's, there's something about this. This is like if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to convince someone to listen to more Oingo Boingo. I don't know if this is the song to play for them. It's a bit of an outlier. I think yeah. that's why Grown Up Brad likes it. There's there's a verse in there that you know that I <laughs> I, I gravitate towards. You honed in on. I looked death in the face last night. I saw him in a mirror and he simply smiled. He told me not to worry. He told me just to take my time. Hmm. I, I love that. I love that part. But the sweetest part of that song, and I know that inside the Steve Spears beats a sweetheart, <laughs> is the is the line. And if you think I'm worth it, and if you think it's not too late, we might start falling. If we don't try too hard, we might start falling in love. I love that. Just like, I think maybe, like, I don't want to put myself too far out there, but maybe this is happening. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I would 87, circuit 87. I would have had my college girlfriend, and she was into Oingo Boingo. We actually went and saw them on this tour. Okay. So, I mean, I think this is as close as you get to a love song from Oingo Boingo. Yes. <laughs> it's certainly not little girls. No. Or, or uh, yeah, nothing or, to or, fear. <laughs> that album is so good. That album is so good. Oh, God. Anyway, Oingo Boingo, as we all know by now, retired. After their uh, 1995 Halloween concerts, I, or I guess it's safer to say, Danny Elfman retired. Yeah, they're still kind of bopping around as you know the band formerly known as. I, I know I see kind of remnants of the Horn Line are touring, and I, I, that sounds disrespectful. I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I, I would see them. I, I know they just played a couple of days ago in San Diego. If you if you Google again, only Google by go former members, you'll see it, and they 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 do perform quite often and they have the core everybody except for Danny they've got somebody in there who's basically you know sings for his parts yeah. but well and and Danny Elfman just did a couple nights at the Hollywood Bowl which I so, hear is always a fun yeah I, I mean I didn't I didn't go because that would require me leaving my house which apparently I don't do anymore but here sit down 80s nation I got one for you Danny Elfman is 69 years yeah. old Brad why don't you take this next song you, you might recognize this one. I don't know. Let me just play a little bit of this clip. I love the song. I adore the song Africa by Toto. There, I said it. I'm standing by it. That I, I, said... I, 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 I did. I did love it. I just... The first 30,000 times I heard it. Hmm. If I heard it 30,000 times, I'd queue it up another 30,000. No, no. Oh, I, it's it's so good. I mean, it's... Uh, Musically, it's interesting. It's a song with two guitar solos, which is or two synthesizer solos, I should say. I'm sure they didn't actually leave the stand. What am I talking about? <laughs> These guys are studio musicians. They're used to sitting on their bench and doing their work. 
but uh, I, I mean, I don't know that I can give you any knowledge here that you don't already know, but let's run it anyway. Uh, this is the, the last track on Toto 4, which, as I recall, you were issued uh, when you enrolled for the fall of 1982 in high school. You got a copy of this red with the sword and the four rings on it. You can picture it in your mind's eye. I know you can. Uh, this song went to number one, which I thought this is like a top tenor, you know, that had become like one of those late bloomers that kind of grows in the telling as the decades roll on, kind of like you and me, Steve. Uh, but no, this was number one to start with, uh, and it's the band's only Billboard number one. Wow, that I would not have guessed. I wouldn't have either. I would have thought Rosanna for sure would beat this out, but what do I know? It's just a Philistine. Uh, 8X Platinum, by the way, which is more than you or I could say. The initial idea and the lyrics for the song came from David Peitch, who is the keyboardist and the principal songwriter, which I guess is why he wrote the song, because he's the main guy. Uh, he, he, he says that he completed the melody and the lyrics in about 10 minutes, but then he kind of fiddled around with it for six months before he was brave enough to share it with the re- I mean, before he showed it to the rest of the band. Um, he, he based the lyrics on a viewing of a late night documentary with depictions of the suffering and plight of people in Africa, which made a, an impact on him and said it, it, it both moved and appalled me and the pictures just wouldn't leave my head. I tried to imagine how I'd feel about it if I were there and what I'd do, which yeah. I think that's interesting, but I don't think that connects with the lyrics at all. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't think that that, I didn't think it was that literal. Uh, yeah. I mean, what I've heard is it's a song written about uh, Africa, about the continent of Africa by a guy who's never been there and has no idea what it's really like. I mean, the moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. (laughs) What does that have to do with the suffering and plight of the African people? Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. You two could go and starve. I mean, this is messed up. From what I understand, the the band didn't love the song. Is that what you heard? Is that what you read? Yeah, that it was just like a, a chance to noodle around on the synth. Yeah, I mean, to me, that that total four to me is Rosanna. I mean, that's the song that was the takeaway for me. Yeah, well, I mean that that's the big hit. Although I guess this is the big hit. Yeah, it's um, weird. Yeah, were you a fan of the the when they covered it by Weezer? Not really. No. Yeah, and here's why: because the fact that Weezer covered it got all this press, and my family and I had already decided to play Toto's Africa as our uh, talent show bit at my family reunion for the all Williams, all kazoo band. <laughs> and so the fact that Weezer had like just come out with us a couple weeks before made everyone think we were copying them. Those fuckers took our thunder. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I will never buy a Weezer album as a result. I'm sure they're very sad to hear that. Toto, uh, Toto's still around, of course. They just toured. I believe they just finished up a tour of North America. They were opening for Journey and a bunch of arena dates. I, I didn't see them. I don't think I've no, I've never seen Toto. I don't think I have either. I'd be interested to know who the who's still in the lineup. I mean, a lot yeah. of those guys have either stepped away from things or died. You know, or, so here's so. my question: Then is like you know, obviously I know this version. There's there's another Africa song. Yeah, let me just drop a few bars of this one. That's Hall and Oats. Hall and Oats? Yeah. Hall and Oats, if you can believe it. This is from the album Voices. And let me just read you let me just read you the, the track listing for side two of this beautiful album. You will you'll you'll be you'll, it will boggle the mind. You've lost that love and feeling. Uh-huh. You make my dreams. Wow. Every time you go away. Africa. <laughs> it's a little bit of fall off there. I'm not sure if you noticed where that happened. Um, I, this is that's a it's an album filler track. I, I I think if you were a huge fan and you were not like Chuck Coverley and you turned the record over to hear the second side, you would know this song. But I had not heard this until we started doing 
a little prep for this this show. Yeah, it's uh, it's a John Oates song. You can tell. Yeah, and um, I looked up the lyrics because I just wanted to make sure I was reading yeah. listening correctly. My baby went to Africa with the dirty lens photographer. My baby land in jungle land with a U.S. body and a real light tan. A U.S. body and a real light tan. Right, you spend all night on those there. I, I don't. Yeah, huh? I don't know. Uh, it's it, that's an interesting I, I mean i don't know i i listened to it and i wasn't really hearing the lyrics i was mainly just hearing a, a three-minute pop song that was stuck on a, the backside of an album uh that said uh, reviewers are generally okay with this song it's not like i don't think it was released as a single so it's not like it got a lot of press there but one review we found calls it a quote fun track with native like lead vocals offering a changing backing chorus and a hand jive like drum beat God. That's probably the nicest thing you can say about that. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Uh, um, Hollow Notes are still together, uh, at least as of this recording. They they're touring nonstop. It seems like they're always on the they, road. They need to give it a rest. Yeah, it seems like their Lounge Lizard act is getting a little thin. It's wearing a bit. They've, they've been talking about a new album, but Daryl Hall recently has not been uh, not been able to be pinned down on this topic. The, the lounge lizard thing comes from they they did this really well reviewed show at the troubadour and which that was that's in what la right oh yeah it's it's still there is it still there i think so anyway they did they did this like maybe i don't know it's probably like 12 years ago 13 years ago they did a series of shows at the troubadour and they got rave reviews so they're like well let's just do this on the road now constantly so if you go and you see them you get Daryl Hall. I mean, God bless him. I mean, they're, they're, they've both been, you know, around the world <laughs> a few times. Seriously. But he doesn't get off the stool, stool all that much anymore. And they, they sort of almost have worked some of their songs into almost jazz renditions. You okay. know? Yeah. And, and you know what part of the movie you turn off when you're watching Spinal Tap? It's when they become a jazz musician band. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's just a lot of people like you either love them w- still with with that that twist on their performance or or you just have have just decided not to see them again and god knows i'll listen to their greatest hits night and day till the day i die and die with a smile on my face but but i i've seen them now i think maybe three times live and that that's that's enough yeah i hear you so but if you haven't you know God knows you'll still get a chance because I don't know who their touring manager is, but he just keeps them, you know, it's like they got to make those mortgage payments, man. (laughs) Got to make those mortgage payments. We've got two more songs, the same title. This is another series of, oh, of course I know this song. And of course I've never heard this song for the second version. (laughs) We're Um, here for you. (laughs) Here's Bob Seger's Against the Wind. This is the lead single off of uh, Seeger's 11th studio album. 11 studio albums by the by 1980. Mm. That's crazy. Dang. Talk about owing the mob money. Good for you, Bob Seeger. It was it was not only successful with the fans. It got to number 5 on the charts. The critics loved it. They loved the themes of growing old and the regrets that come with it. Again, anyone thinking <laughs> I stole this for stuck in the 80s? I don't think that was my goal when I started the podcast, by the way. It wasn't really to like... No, it was a celebration when you began. Yeah, you you love that vibe and that energy you got from the, the yeah. union planning, as I recall. Let me just put <laughs> words in your mouth. But now, now it's it has it has occasionally turned into a uh, sit and shiva over my regrets. Uh, anyway, artists loved it too. It's been covered by... Everybody, including Brad's personal favorite country musician, Garth Brooks. Well, he is from Oklahoma. That's what I figured you'd say. And here's the thing, though. I, I love 
I, I am not a Bob Seger fan. I, and I'm, and I, I don't sound, I don't want to sound like I'm dumping on the eighties. Cause I know I get accused of that sometimes. There's so many amazing bands that prospered during our decade. And, and so many of them, I just hold completely dear to me. Bob, Bob Seger is just one of those ones that just, you know, I just appreciate it, <laughs> but I don't, I don't need to see him in concert. I don't. I've never owned a Bob Seger album, but when I hear these lyrics, I get all mopey and wispy. And I remember what she said to me, how she swore that it never would end. I remember how she held me oh so tight. Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then, which might be the single greatest line of a song i'll put that up against i should just let him go but from (laughs) boys of summer but that's strong that's really strong Uh, i saw i saw a facebook meme the other day that and someone said you know what's your favorite line of a song and and the lead person put wish i didn't know now what i didn't know then i thought oh man talk about nailing it yeah so, you know, uh, anyway, most people probably know that Glenn Fry from the Eagles is the one offering backing vocals in the song. Uh, he, he and Seeger had been longtime friends for decades, having worked the Detroit club circuit together. Um, Seeger paid them back by appearing on the song, uh, heartache tonight. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, and then there's somebody. So in, in the first verse, Seeger mentions a love named Janie. Mm-hmm. That's that was his actual girlfriend at the time, Jane Dinsdale, was his girlfriend from seventy two to eighty three. I have looked, trying to find out what became of of Janie. I I I have not been able to solve the mystery. So if anybody out there knows, please let us know. Send us an email. So anyway, while you ponder uh, whatever happened to Janie, ponder why we never heard this song by Bonnie Tyler. Come take my heart, come feel the burns of fire, come and break my heart and feel my love in my Okay, now I will admit technically this is not an '80s song. And when I picked it, I thought I could have sworn it was uh, actually from 1991 from her album *Bitter Blue*. But I'm going to grandfather it in. Thoughtful. It, it, it was not a hit in the U.S. It was a hit. It was a huge hit in Germany. Thank, uh, probably because the guy who wrote it, Dieter Bolin, was a German songwriter and TV personality. Huh. He was also a singer in a band called uh, Modern Talking, which which today is still considered to be Germany's most successful pop duo. So it's Germany's answer to Hall and Oates. Yes. Is nice. That, do you know the UK's most famous, well, most uh, successful pop duo? Um, let's not go west. No. Half of the Beatles. <laughs> Pet Shop Boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I was going to take a flyer on Eurythmics, but. That seemed like a stretch. No. So you have so it's right there standing side by side. You have Hollow Notes, Pet Shop Boys. And Modern and Talking. Boy, who modern. closes? Who closes that, Bill? I wonder what they play. I wonder what their closing song is. Anyway, this, this song does come back more towards the theme of the show. Uh, There's no living without love in my heart. It's hard for me, but it's harder to ignore it. Oh, my fantasy, come feel my love tonight. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I try not to utter just absolute disdain, but this song is like the worst musical wallpaper I've heard in a week. It's been pretty. It's not not the favorite song that we'll play on this week's show. (laughs) And uh, I, I know she's known for her raspy voice, but boy, does it really get... Yeah, Raspy. she goes full Nina on that one. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> you just say because you don't have to look her in the face. This cruise, 
Maybe. Anyway. You know what else we don't have to look in the face of this cruise? <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. I don't know why I slowed down as I said that. It's like it's like I almost didn't know for sure that was the title. Just to ease into it, just to cool cool your jets as you come on in. It's so weird. It's like, you know we we record a bunch of shows all together, then we don't record for like a month, and then <laughs> you come back and you're like, "What? What, what do I say? What segi what happens are we on? here? What's a segi? That's a rerun. You'll find out. Uh, anyway, from our from whatever show it was, I think it was six forty five. I'm gonna stick with six forty five. Oh, by the way, doesn't that make you think? This is show show six fifty. Holy crap! Is it really six fifty? Oh, wow! I feel it, like we, we should do something to celebrate. Like I don't know, talk about Bonnie Tyler for a few minutes. It's also it's also still like we're still part of the in the tenth anniversary celebration of of the freedom of the podcast moving to Orlando and you joining as the co-host. The freedom. <laughs> freedom. freedom. <laughs> yeah, I think my, my first show was in January or December 2012. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I still, somewhere I still have a photo. You sent a photo of yourself getting ready for it and you had your stuck in the 80s jersey on. Yeah. And you know, I got to get in the mood, get in the mindset. Don't go back you, and listen to those shows. Your Ooh. kids still lived at home at that point? Yeah, they were like in, well, okay. They would have been 13 years old. Yeah. Wow. Middle schoolers. I, I think Cameron this... actually participated. The first skit we did, I had him do a voice for one of the skits we did. He did a, she was the chauffeur or the taxi driver. He was driver. the cab driver. That's yeah, right. Where, where to, bub? bub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or where to, Mac? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. I remember Bub, but maybe it was Mac. Yeah. I, hadn't, anyway, I hadn't found my way yet then. Don't go back and listen to those. They're not great. No. Steve's good. Me, not so much. Anyway, um, I think it was episode 645. Here was the mystery clip. I've got to get out of here. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Just please let me handle this. Yep, that's airplane. Got to have the really? exclamation point. No. Is it really airplane? Are you sure? <laughs> About Holy 300 cow. people. Everybody, Everybody with email. Everybody with email wrote in on this one. I, I wanted to make it. I don't know what was. It seemed like we just recently had watched it again. Okay. It's almost always the reason why a particular movie clip appears cuz we just watched it again. And that's a movie that like when we're when we're having a bad day, you put on the airplane and everything is immediately better. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. Can't um, argue with you there. We had some winners, just a few. Do you have time to read it, Brad? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Sometime between now and the next time I have to go to get my annual physical. Winners this week include, and I'll just say I had a couple people who wrote me and said, if they don't have the exclamation mark, they shouldn't be included. But, you know, I'm going to cut you a break this time because you're new around here. Here we go. Brandon Thompson, Michelle D, La Luna in San Diego, Don Hammock, Todd in Minnesota, Chase in Ecuador, Shan Nichols, Rush Crest, John Ross from Charlotte, North Carolina, Donnie Gettle Rhymes with Metal, Commander Bourbon, Jin with three N, Jin, ooh, must be thirsty, Lynn with three N's from Nebraska, Joseph Perdue, Jeremy who shot J.R. Rodwin, Brock in North Dakota, Alan Titus, Lou, Sweet Lou Greeley, Anastasia in Colorado, Cincinnati Joe, Debbie H. from the MV, Kevin Serving Wench, Brian Pond, a.k.a. Brain Pan, Rhonda Presley, <laughs> Kyle K. in Arkansas, Dave Parrott, Martin the Irish Evertonian, Gene in Hollister, the town, not the hipster clothing brand, Marlon, who really, really wants to move back to Colorado but is stuck in Texas for now, Dave in New Hampshire, Brian in Columbus, Carlos M. Hernandez, Cal and Deb in Atlanta, Tom Korn in Austria, Peter Ryan in neither of those places, Tim from Asheville, Harry Palm, Really? Derek Colvin and <laughs> Commodore 64 will. Uh, Peter Ryan's from Montreal. Yeah. I do not blame Marlon for wanting to get the hell out of Texas. But maybe he's trapped under something heavy. Do you need us to send something like a battery charger so you can listen to more episodes of the podcast while you're trapped under something heavy? Did Tom Corn ever tell us why he why he's Tom Corn? 
with in I think his last his last name is in the neighborhood of Corn. Oh, okay. Commander Bourbon, he's always it's always great. He and I uh, for a while there were emailing back and forth about our late night drinking adventures. Excellent. I've been trying so, to curb back on that. So the brain pan thing for Brian Pond, I just mistyped it and then I started laughing and I'm like, oh, I'm leaving that. That's your new nickname. No, I, I saw the email where you wrote that to him. That's funny. I laughed too. Anywho, pay attention. Here's the mystery clip for this show. Like a lot of things in life, we laugh because it's funny and we laugh because it's true. If you know what email is at, podcast at sit80s.com. And tune in soon. I, I don't know why I'm looking at my notes as if there's some answer. Tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. That seems that seems dismissive. Dang. Meant it. No, we're excited to give these things away. Come on down. What if, one of these days we're going to come up with a new postal friendly swag thing. Well, I'm I'm a, you better decide fast because I'm going to run out of bottle openers in the next probably three months. Oh gosh, boy! If anyone has an idea, so here's the deal: you, it can't be can't be uber expensive, and it has to be something that you can probably send in a a regular envelope. Is that what you're using? Or what do you use? Yeah, I mean, we could print out certificates. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could go through my kids' closets and collect all their soccer participation medals and mail those. Tom Corn, you know, this merit of appreciation goes to Tom Corn in Austria for getting this week's. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, anyway. that's a maybe, maybe even better. No, we'll email it to you and you could print it out yourself. Yeah, God, we are cheap bastards. I'm sorry. We, the The goal here is to have something that's, you know, has some utility. That's that you could use that is easy to send in the mail. Cause yeah. the real, the real thing here is I, I had ordered a bunch and we went through them all of the kind of aluminum claw type. I'm doing it with my hand. Like you can see me um, claw type bottle openers. And you, I had to put them in little boxes and that was just a non-starter because I, I would just let it stack up because it was a pain. I have to, I, I still have a bunch of the boxes. I had to buy all these boxes. You fold them up, you put the thing in there, you, you Got to find a way to put the stamp on there and get the address. Blah 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 blah. Just it's a lot of overhead. I know Brad's whining, but <laughs> something that I could stick out in front of my house in my mailbox that doesn't have a flag on it—that's easier. Uh, that's a Spearsonian type rant. Yeah, I mean, until we have that stuck in the '80s intern to handle these mundane God, tasks, I dream of that. Like, I just have to do it. I, I woke. I had a weird dream last night that I woke up and you did all the show notes instead of me. And I was like so happy. Like, this is Whoa. great. I don't have well, anything to do happen. today. It's <laughs> like, this is so amazing. All the time in the world. I'm going to go to the gym and work out. <laughs> I'm going to write the great American novel now. Finally, I have some time and some words left over. But you, but you adult, but you changed all the songs. I remember that. I'm like, well, mm. I, don't, I don't remember this. These weren't the songs we agreed on. That's the kind of thing I would do too. It, it is. That's why it seems so real. Anyway, like we said, Oh, what did we say? It doesn't Said, matter. Let's move tune on. in next time to find out if you're a wiener. That's right. Stop doing that as much. And do people miss the wiener? I, <laughs> for once in my life, I'm gonna walk away from the softball joke. Yeah, here we go. Ah, the mystical friend that is named that '80s tune. But back to normal simplicity. Mm. No dick jokes here. Uh, we will play a snippet of a song uh, from the 80s. If you get it right, again, you're entered into potential international glory. <laughs> Can you, could, you, could you hear the eyeballs clicking in the back of my skull? Yikes. Uh, from episode, I'm going to say episode 645. I'm going to say that's probably the same episode. Here was our mystery clip. That's Dare Me by the Pointer Sisters. Okay, so here's how this song was picked. I, we were on the road this the road. weekend, and we were listening to Sirius XM. And I probably I probably move back and forth between like three or four. Yeah, what are your what are your serious XM stations? Eighties on eight, first wave. Um, 
what's the uh, classic rewind? Classic rewind, yeah. And sometimes I, I do have seventies on seven, the bridge and spectrum. I think. Nice. I think those are the ones. I don't think I'm missing anything. And then every my, once in a while, I, I put one on. What are yours? My first six presets are seventies on seven, eighties on eight, nineties on nine. Classic Rewind, First Wave, and Lithium. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then during the summer, when it's on, Yacht Rock is on there, too. Because I love me some Yacht Rock. But I do. The, the, just, the, but... the game with First Wave is when Richard Blade starts talking, I have to change the station before he gets his name out, or I have to turn it off. <laughs> so we were we were doing a road trip back and forth to Jacksonville, and we must have heard Dare Me by the Pointer Sisters four times. In, really? In the course of that trip. So when there I came go. back and we recorded that episode, which I, I think we did that, that Monday, it was fresh in my head and that's what you got. Anyway, we had some winners. Um, you know what the hell I'm going to read in this time. I'm feeling, I, I have a little moxie. What, really? Okay. Okay. Before you do, I want to point out that something, this is near and dear to our hearts. Um, this song was involved in what is widely known as the Casey Kasem incident. Oh, is that the one where he drops the This F-bomb? is the this is the up tempo song that he's coming out of to talk about a dog dying. That's right. I just put that as a, a patron blog item a few yeah, weeks ago. I know. I thought I thought that might have had something to do with why because I'm like, oh. I wonder what song it was. Yeah. No. So I, I will say I had never I have no recollection of this song and the clip played. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but everyone seemed to get it. We got a lot of winners. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I heard it the other day on, on eighties on eight driving home. So uh, I guess I just I, wasn't paying attention in 1985. Well, now you wore me out. Now I'm going to make you read it instead. What? Come on. Okay. I'll do it. Gutless turd. Well, truth and advertising. Uh, winners include Brandon Thompson, Amy and Naperville. New Wave Todd, Joseph Perdue, Richard the Big Bunny. I don't know why I'm reading this like it's a a, a news roll or something. <laughs> Cliff. Yeah. You, this you, just in. Cliff if your name is red, report for KP. <laughs> yeah. This just in. Cliff from somewhere north of Detroit. Lou, sweet Lou Greeley. Kevin Wench. Kevin Wench was at our Zoom happy hour the other day. That was nice to see him again. Yeah. <clears throat> he was calling in from a hotel room that had a hot tub next to the bed. Yeah, he... cue, cue the slap bass. Shaka bow wow. That's, I think that's the uh, Seinfeld theme song. The anyway, funny uh, thing was, he's sitting there and you could see over his shoulders grab bars. And I'm like, dude, are you on the toilet? Are you calling us from the toilet with the camera on? What is wrong with you? No, he's like, no, I'm calling you from a hotel room that has a hot tub next to the bed. Yeah, okay. And grab I mean, bars, which at least in and, that context makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh, dad of blue and is it Worcester? England? I think we'll go with Worcester. Worcester, isn't it? Worcester, isn't that like a U.S. thing though? Uh, well, you know what? We are in the U.S., so ergo. Uh, anyway, dad of blue, let me know. Is it Worcester or I mean, Worcester? My son went to school in Worcester, Mass. So okay. I'm going with, and it's spelled the same. So Worcester. Okay. Kyle K in Arkansas. See, this is why I don't read the the letters <laughs> because I suck at it. Kyle K in Arkansas, Scott Nelson, Dave in New Hampshire, Cal and Deb in Atlanta, Peter Ryan in Montreal, and Tim from Asheville. Uh, let's spin the wheel and find out who takes home the postal-friendly bottle opener. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to be encouraging. I appreciate that. Thank I you. Don't want to be Steve. negative. It's not like me when I call you names before you read the names. <clears throat> yeah. Real nice. I know. Good friend. Looks like it's going to land on Cal and Deb in Atlanta. Excellent. To be clear, Cal and Deb, you get one bottle opener. <laughs> you have to share. Um, I still say I can't remember the last time I actually needed a bottle opener. Really? Well, I don't drink beer. Uh, what about tonic? Get the fever tree? Get the good tonic oh, water? Oh, you know what? That's I do have some of that. I never use it. I always end up getting mm. like the, the shitty Seagrams or whatever. Uh, well, you know, save, save the good stuff for the missus. That's what I say. Yes. <laughs> so send us your postal friendly address and we'll get you something out soon. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. This just in mystery clip sucks. <laughs>
If you know it, email us at podcast.sats.com and tune in when Steve grows a sense of humor again. We'll be right back after this commercial break. For some people, colas become a taste habit they find hard to break out of. (laughs) Yet if they would only pour a glassful of crisp, king-tasting 7-Up, they will find it's remarkably easy to enjoy a taste. Mmm, so light and refreshing. You know you love the taste of seven up. <laughs> Marvelous. So why let a taste habit keep you bottled up? <laughs> and we're back. Here's how you can tell who edited the show this week. If the commercial was somehow cleverly designed to be on the topic of something we've previously discussed in the show, Brad did the show. <laughs> <laughs> How do you go about pulling commercials? Do you just like if grab I whatever can, you just listened to? If I can find something that makes remote sense. I, I thought I was clever last week with the craft barbecue sauce one because that we were good. talking about barbecue versus grilling versus smoking. Mm-hmm. So I would have tripped people up thinking that that was something you had picked. Well, you know. But no, I actually tried. I actually put some thought into it and, and picked something that was relevant to the conversation. I appreciate that, Steve. Don't think that I don't notice that kind of detail, even though I haven't listened to last week's show yet. Yeah, but norm- normally if it's just some random like beer commercial, it's it's something I picked. So, <clears throat> especially if it has a nice like you know, tonight is kind of special. You know, sort That's, of like yeah. oh, brow. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. Hey, so we got a few minutes left. I I gotta tell you, I'm a little freaking out because the cruise is like we're, we're in November now. This thing's like four months away. Are you, are you like? Ready? Oh my gosh, you're right. Holy crap. <laughs> guess i better start thinking about this we need to start working on those decks don't we and i, I, I don't mean i don't mean like swabbing the i mean <laughs> trivia because we do them in powerpoint because that's well, what god intended i i i've written about 30 questions I dude think. you're a golden god there's gonna be two name that theme song questions per day nice um, look at us spreading our tv wings Ooh. And I did, and the one that I used in last week's show is one of the ones that I'm going to use on a cruise. Okay. And then I, I what else did I pick? Let me see. The <laughs> somewhere <laughs> I have, oh, I have, oh, there it is. 2023 cruise trivia questions. So we have categories. So we still have talk talk, which is when we give you the spoken lyrics of songs that you should know. Yes. Um. I think we're going to revive I Want Your Sax. I I think we should. I love just the title. Identify a song based on a sax solo. Mm, So good. So good. Um, I I want to do... (laughs) Is this yours? Where's the John? Is that your category? Or was I I, really wasted one day? I feel like somebody sent that to us kind of off. We white out out the toilet in a movie still. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't sound like one of my ideas. Like I, I don't think I don't think that was. I don't usually work that brown. I have a I have a category that I came up came up with called Back to School. So they're all questions about school related uh, movies and TV shows. Like um, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one right now. What 1989 dark comedy takes place at Westerberg High School in Sherwood, Ohio? Oh, I know that. Okay, I love well, my dead gay son. <laughs> I have a category called 80s math, but they're just like number questions. It's not I like, like that. I, um, I suggested a category. Uh, I love LA since we're sailing out of oh, LA yeah, this yeah, year. I love that idea. That's great. Hey, East Coast listeners. Yeah. Do you have a long flight to the cruise this year? Yeah. Crimea River. <laughs> There's one that uh, I have a question here. According to the sign at the side of the road, how many miles to the love shack? <clears throat> that too hard? No. What else? I've already picked out all the talk talk ones. You see them right there. Have you really? Oh gosh, I don't even get a vote in this anymore. I just, I'm just. No, the, I'm, you can I'm, change I'm them. the machine. That's true. I can change it all around. <laughs> okay, all, here's know. the ones. Oh, and no, there's a good. new one. Um, uh, name the album based on the cover art. I like that. I think that's a good idea because it's visual. Got, we have I to take advantage those, uh, of the visuals. Anyway, like like we said. There's still time to, to to book. It's not completely sold out yet. I think it's about eighty or ninety percent sold out. Okay. But if you go to the eighties cruise.com, 
you can you can see right there what cabins are still available and for what cost and uh yeah it's it's a you know cost i mean if you're if you're east coast you're gonna have to take a plane but i mean hell there's it's la i hear there's things to do there so yeah, yeah. and and planes leave on the hour every hour for major airports to get there so yeah you know no i'm looking forward to it i actually looking forward to the change because then it's all the the ports of call that they went on in the love boat. Yeah. It's funny. Cause that's exactly what I call people say, what are you doing? I say, it's the love boat itinerary and everybody knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> I think that's all it's gone. missing is doc and gopher. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you watch that show, watch a rerun of that show. I'm sure it's on me TV or something. That boat is teeny. It is yeah. teeny tiny. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really, I remember when uh, Sonny Bono was on the show and he was dressed up like with a bunch of make uh, face makeup. Oh yeah, wasn't he supposed to be like a kiss knockoff kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. So guy, that was that was appointment viewing. You always watched Love Boat and then uh, Fantasy Island. Yeah, seriously. Well, you rolled your newspapers to deliver Sunday morning, right? Oh, <laughs> no, that was just me. That no, I did me. that, but I, that was much later. That was like I didn't go into that job until like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, well, that's because you work for a real newspaper. My local newspaper in Weatherford printed the Sunday morning paper sometime on Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay. So they could go home. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Much smarter. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the show. Whether or not we'll find enough songs. I think we already have songs picked out for uh, part four, so we'll see. But this, by the way, this just is, never know. This is the third podcast in a row that's been part three of a series. Whoa. Yeah. Blowing my mind. Yeah. Think about that while Brad and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the ease. Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening.